Welcome to Breaking Business Barriers, where we believe that choosing to go all in is the only way to create true freedom in your business and life. Now join your hosts, Brent Duhane, Dr. Joseph Kay, and Brandon Straza, as they talk to industry leaders, veteran CEOs, and cutting edge entrepreneurs about the tough decisions they made on their way to success. This is Breaking Business Barriers. Welcome to the Monday edition of Breaking Business Barriers. I am your co-host, Brandon Straza, the Real Naked Agent, along with... Dr. Joseph K. And Brent Duhane. And today we are talking about being the boss, as we discussed on Friday's episode. You'll notice that there's probably some background ambient noise. We decided to change it up a little bit. We came to one of our favorite coffee places to record this, and we've got a couple peering eyes at us wondering <laughs> what the hell we're doing. With that being the case, today's episode is we are about the entrepreneurial minds, uh, mindset, and uh, and being a boss is when, when you become the boss... Are you able to really be that person, or are you a W-2 mentality? And I think a lot of people want that. Want to use that word entrepreneur, which is, has an interesting connotation when you actually tell someone you're an entrepreneur. And a lot of people want to be the boss, but they don't want to go all in, which is what we're about when it comes to taking charge. BD, you've had all different entrepreneurial lifestyles, mindsets. Kind of dive into there about you know those those individuals that they want to be the boss but they don't have the you-know-what to be a boss. Yeah, you know, we get a lot of questions about <clears throat> what's it like to be an entrepreneur now from younger kids who are thinking uh, are thinking outside of the box to someone in their, in their 50s who's been a W-2 employee maybe their entire life, but they have the itch. So my question to them every single time is, are you willing to take your personal money, not go calling on um, investors, but take your personal money, Put it into whatever profession or business that you're you're uh, looking at, and are you also then willing to not take a paycheck for a year or two? That that's really the question where the eyes open, maybe a few tears are shed, <laughs> but that's in my head. That's the all-in differentiator. Yeah, that's the big one. Are you willing to go without a paycheck? I've done it. I've been there, and let me tell you, it can cause some serious problems in your personal relationship and your own individual mindset on there, Joseph. Kind of dive in and you know piggyback off of what Brent said and give us your thoughts on you know being the boss. Yeah, it's it's a tough one because I I kind of come at this from uh, not having been in the entrepreneurial mindset my entire life. Uh, I know that to me the key component in this is risk. You know that, that, that all entrepreneurs they're more uh, willing to accept risk. They risk more. Uh, they they are, are willing to put themselves out there. But the degree to which they risk things, I think, varies greatly. Like, sometimes you hear about a guy that, you know, uh, moves to the big city with, like, $3 in his pocket, and he sleeps on a park bench, and then the next thing you know, he owns the city. You know, and that's, like, one type of risk. And the others are more mitigated where maybe, you know, the entrepreneur has a, a spouse or partner that maintains a regular job, and there's kind of, like, some mitigated risk. Or maybe you have a, a money that you inherited or something like that that but threaded through it all is that risk and the more you're willing to risk the more i think you adhere to the the ideal of being an entrepreneur yeah completely i think one of the big things is that just really gets gets me gives, gives me that itch is, is is that person that sits and says i want to do xyz but they're not willing to risk their own financial 
you know, well-being, which it doesn't mean that you have to, but when, when push comes to shove, they sit there and they're like, I'm not willing to put my chips in this bowl. I just want to have it like I'm a W-2. I don't, I don't have, I want to call myself an entrepreneur. I want to be that business owner, but when it comes to putting those chips in, I'm just not willing to take that risk. BD, kind of piggyback off that again. Yeah, Will, and, you know, I wonder as, as we're preparing to talk today, I really wonder the percentage of entrepreneurs or business for self people come from families that are business for self mm. or, you know, that have done it because they've seen the success and they've also seen the failures. So they, because they'll know the time and effort and the work that goes involved and, and maybe how it can impact a family positively or even negatively. And uh, I was thinking yesterday, um, or over the weekend, not to bring up something personal, but my daughter comes to me and, and uh, says one, uh, two of her friends and her are doing a YouTube channel. Oh, cool. And uh, so I said, all right, get, you guys get set up. I'll help you a little bit. And uh, they got their uh, they got their pay count ready, ready to roll. And I've never really promoted it with her about being an entrepreneur or doing something outside of the box. She's a nursing student, but being around being around someone that's done it, I wonder I wonder how much that weighs. You know, and you've mentioned that to me before, BD, is my background has that entrepreneurial spirit, so maybe I had that competitive edge right there, that competitive know-how of seeing, hey, I've seen the successes, and I've seen the failures, and when I say failures, I'm talking bankruptcy. I'm talking living in not the most savory conditions and then eventually when some of your family members find out where you're living, they have you move into their small house that's you know, a two-bedroom house and hey, it's great. We had a roof over our heads, so why can't we do that? But, but did that allow me to be more risk-averse and sit there and say, pardon my language, fuck it, I can go do this too. And I think it really did. You would mention that to me. Joseph, what do you think about that? Well, I think there's a lot to that. I think, look, there, I think there's risk and then there's perceived risk, you know, and some, I think a lot of us, even though we've, we've seen risk and we've kind of like uh, perceived risk to be a certain way, we know that there's, there's a safety net to some extent. You know, m most of us, I, I don't want to speak for everyone, all three of us here, but most of us have relatives uh, with whom we could crash. Most of us have um, spouses or partners that have resources. Most of us know that at the end of the day, even if, look, if I, if I lost everything, Meaning like a meteor hit my home and my bank account and everything. Everything just vanished. I could go hit up my dad. I'll be fine. I'll always be fine. Right? I'll always be fine. And I think a lot of us know to some extent that we'll always be fine. There's a whole host of the population that doesn't know that. You know, everyone they know is destitute or all the adults in their life are unreliable or addicted to drugs or in very, very bad poverty. So, I mean, risk to me comes on a sliding scale. You know, I'll always be, I'll always be fine. I just will. And that's not, you know, fair or unfair or anything like that. But it's hard for me to measure risk as other people might measure risk. That is, I, I hadn't thought of it that way. Maybe I did. I just didn't know how to verbalize that. That is brilliantly true. Mm. And what you just said is one person's risk can look completely different. In a, in a similar situation, if, if you have two businesses or two ideas yes. identical and each person has certain factors that are the same, 
the mitigating factor could yeah. be like where you really came from and who you have to fall back on, and that that other person doesn't have that person to fall back on. So that's that's great. You know, as you were just talking about that, you know, both of you, the um, perception of failure. Yeah. You know, let's let's say you've got a um, you've got a fork in the road issue, or you've got a challenge that might seem like it's. Uh, it's a haunted story of building that you have to climb without safety net. Mm. And and others may just say, you know what? Take care of the problem. Do what you can with it. And it's not, it's a big deal maybe. Maybe it's not. But you'll over, overcome and just see the other side of the hill. Yeah, absolutely. Hey, send us your questions. Let us know your thoughts on this. We would love to hear from you. Reach out to us. You've got a wealth of knowledge. We have been super fortunate in our lives because we did have those those support systems behind us. And yes, even when there could be moments of, of failure and falter, there was, there was some form of an umbrella. But send us your questions. We'd love to hear what you think and what you'd like us to talk about. From there, we've got our upcoming episode on Wednesday. Carrie, and that's a that's a really an entrepreneurial mindset right there. Absolutely. She, she had the job that she loved, and she had the friends, the family, and they're still there. But when she sat there and said, I'm out, I'm pulling that cord, and I'm going to go do this, she didn't have that, that verbal and mental support because they're like, what are you doing? No. You, you're, you, have a, you have a job in the education world, and you're going to give it up to chase your dreams and help other people? Like, really? And that right there amplifies what we're at about breaking business barriers. Any thoughts on Carrie on her Wednesday episode? I am totally excited to uh, hear the full episode again because it was, uh, Carrie was super bold and she's just uh, figuring out how to swim while she's in the water. Yeah, to, it, uh, we, we've said that before about uh, building the airplane as, it's, as you're flying it. Um, it's a great, in my mind, it's a classic entrepreneur story. Um, it's a good one and she's got a great story. You know, one of the other things that Carrie really mentioned frequently was she invested in herself by getting a coach. Yeah. Someone who could help her along with some technical stuff, but also the support mechanism there because no one in her family, um, immediate or distant, was in business for themselves, as I recall. So, right. Very cool. All right. Well, listen, we appreciate you joining us and tuning in for this. My name's Brandon Strauss, The Real Naked Agent, along with Dr. Joseph K. And Brent Duhin. We'll see you on the airwaves. You've been listening to Breaking Business Barriers. For more information, or if you have a compelling story to tell, find us on Facebook at Open Media Source.